Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Yes, we're back, keeping the ball on the ground. Good friends at William Hill and Black Rooster, tremendous sponsors. Um, special win this week, we've got two strong celebrities, their superstar <laughs> centre forward Ryan Stevenson and their seesaw champion of 2020, <laughs> Kevin Kyle. That seesaw still broke. What's happening, lads, all right? Oh, mate, good to good be mate, here. Good. good to see Ryan, we've seen him for a few years. How, how did you use how, use all right with each other when back in the day? Aye, aye, Sonara,はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい
You've been panicked by anything? Oh, that's racket. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Kev, you must go through some toilet roll with the size of that arse. Tell you what, we're on rations in your house. Are you? Four kids, wife. Kids are like that. The kids aren't thinking now that they're independent, right? So they're, they're only like the youngest ones are two, five, and um, nine. They think they can wipe their own arse. And they're like, you know, when they're doing like, pulling the, like, boys, this is precious, precious stuff. And it's like, go in the house and there's fucking like layers and layers of toilet roll up and down the stairs and that. They don't realise what toilet roll's like. So the food rational day, you will be fair, big man. <laughs> I'd love somebody to ration me with food. I would love somebody to ration me with food. By the way, there was nearly an accident in his house as well. Was there? His missus bought curry hand wash and he nearly bit his fingers off. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell, man, this is hard. What the smell is? How long have we got left of the show? <laughs> uh, right, what about uh, your man, Oxley Chamberlain? I've seen your missus by the. Uh, oh, <laughs> tremendous. Anyway, is that something that you and her have been doing, the old dancing in the house? Uh, I'm a big eater bash, to be fair. I, see, um, I seen it last night. To be fair. Listen, he's in isolation, he's down with his, down with his missus. And, don't know if I'd be dancing with it to be fair, but I'll, uh, I'll see what I'll see what Sarah's up to. I'm a big I'm a big a video on YouTube and I or YouTube on Instagram and I. What about you and Lynn, Kev? I just we're just at the back doing some drills. Uh, <laughs> the goalie drills. Goalie drills. I just keep my hands warm, keep them on my toes and that while uh, the coronavirus passes. But actually, uh, Jamie obviously says in the hair, look at yourself. Perry You're not Edwards. having that. I'm no, having I'm not having it because the last thing I'd be doing with her is dancing. I was having it to be fair. I so thought it was a good track, man. I like no, I've got a lot of time for I certainly would be doing something else with her, but uh, it certainly wouldn't be dancing. But were you and Lynn no dancing, you <laughs> you stood on her foot and <laughs> she had to get her foot amputated. <laughs> Who's going to take goal kicks now, set half? Oh, set half. Me, Harry, set you committed to the tyre, but he's taking them for her. Uh, what about this coronavirus? So, do you think that's the season done, Steve? I think, it's, I think it's completely over. I think obviously the the longer it's went on for last week, um, I don't see any way back. And the fact that we're met, I'm met training tomorrow, and they're still, it's so still in pure darkness. I'm just waiting for the group, the group chat to just say that's. Did you train Saturday? No, we, we did. did. We did you? Uh, we trained Saturday. Huh? No, we we had the weekend off, so. Uh, I know what I'm thinking. He knows that the boys will get, you know, you know, the boys like, will get steam you know, in Just in case he's the first team coach. <laughs> he's looking oh, at the team. That job's been scrapped now, mate. Corona scrapped it. What about you, Kev? Drink as the season done? I'm hearing that there'll not be another game. I think, it, I think it looks like it. Um, it's it's a it's a shame for these footballers and us football fans, but ultimately the health of people is a wee bit more important at this moment in time. But mm. it's quite sad. Um, because there's big decisions to be made, Si. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that that's a way above my pay grade because we'll sit here the day, the day with ideas, but it's a minefield. Well, obviously you're getting your wages back, but what about the other Sonar boys? Do they still get paid, Jank? Um, I think so. I think, obviously, the money that's come in for the Rangers game will, will help the club. Uh, but again, however long this goes on, even if they do, the money's there for the Rangers game. If it goes into August, September time or... There were no players. Mm. That's the thing. You know, everybody's going to a call. I actually feel, I actually feel worse for the full time players. Yeah. Uh, if you think if you're a full time boy just now, we've all been there where you're coming down to the last six months of your contract, and let's be honest, you're absolutely shitting yourself, yeah. thinking what's going to happen in the summer. I've maybe got enough money behind me to pay my mortgage for two or three months, but I need to get a, a club. Right now, there's nothing. Mm. There might not be a season starting until September time. You know, maybe even longer, depending on how things go. So and their contract run out in like June, and then maybe not getting a contract until September because the season starts. So, and then I, I don't, I, I don't actually know what's going to happen. Like, because then how, how do you go and gauge a pre-season? 
And how how does like how does like, the, the other thing that is is like players who are out of contracts, even they go looking for the new contract when everything get one day hopefully gets back to normal. Clubs are going to be financially struggling, so what are they actually going to offer players? Right, yeah. It'll be a case of a kind of dog eat dog world. We are. Everyone's going to go Everybody's down. going to be in the same boat, yeah. offering lesser money than the, what everybody was on the year before, because they're going to need to cut their cloth accordingly until things start picking up again. So, so for full time boys, it must be horrendous. Mm. I've been there. That's what I was saying earlier on. I've been there where you live in a bubble. And all you do is play football. So I would imagine like 90%, we've all been there, 90% of boys have not got anything behind them. No. So they're then sitting thinking, what, what, do you, what do they actually do? Imagine it gets to August, September time and boys are then thinking, I need to go and try and find a job to Probably pay for hey. your family, your bills. Because let's not be kidded, like, it is what it is up here. It's not money where, there's not enough money in it where boys can rely and sit, aye, and sit I'll, I'll sit for six months, I'll sit for a year, I'll see this out. I'll, I'm, I'm not... I'll be alright. So thanks to the part-time teams like Stranraer, obviously being from Stranraer, Ryan's playing with Stranraer. I don't know how the clubs run properly, but you would think with a team like Stranraer who were financially struggling a wee bit, got the Rangers game, so that gave them an injection of cash. They can basically shut up shop. Yeah. They don't have to have the, the stadium on every weekend. So they can shut up that. They don't have their own training ground. They've probably got volunteers that run the majority of the, the club on a day-to-day basis, so they don't need to be paid. You maybe need to cancel some orders for food and things coming in. They'll miss it maybe hospitality days, but likes of Ryan taking a pay cut. The players are probably only contracted till the end of May or when the yep. season finishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Stranaer's maybe only possibly got another six, seven weeks wages and yep. maybe the Rangers' money's covered that. So they might be okay, but whereas all I think some teams, clubs have got insurance. Aye. We've got insurance. No, yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't work. It does. If the, gov- if the government cancel it, it does. If the SPL cancel, SPFL cancel it, it does. But so this is an act of God. Mm. Your, so, your Peterhead boys will be fine because most of them have been playing like they've had the fucking corona all year aye well <laughs> I, think we, I think we've had double corona I've had triple since we went back <laughs> Saturday morning corona man Stranaer's always they've been struggling but that's been to budgets and what they've been able to bring in because aye. they don't have the fuck they brought me in so. <laughs> aye but that's the, the, every, everybody takes a desperate case and they're in the, see the just on a wee lighter note gaze a Jamie Hamill story man I'm, I'm trying to get Hamill Hamill, Hamill. Hamill. did you put me up is he blackie that says ah, me you need to get Hamill on Hamill was I had uh, he looks about 40 doesn't he man Hamill actually said to me last week, he said, Sai's trying to get me on off the ball, but I can't go on it. <laughs> off the ball? <laughs> hey, off the ball. He's like, yeah, I can't, I can't go on it. And I was like, how? And he just looked at me and I thought, aye, fair enough. He's, um, you, know, you know what he's like, when I, We played at Kamalik, when I first joined with Kamalik, obviously he was quite a, a vocal guy. Uh-huh. And obviously that programme came on the scheme. So Hamill's nickname became Bullets. He used to go and shout, <laughs> Bullet, because that's where he's he's right in, he lives around the corner for the scheme. He's, so he used to call him Bullet and people would whistle at him. He's had the paper in for the whole scheme, hasn't he? Mate, what a guy he is. He's a, listen, he's a great, great guy. I've obviously, tra- I travelled with him for four years. Obviously, I came back to Stranraer. He's at Stranraer. He, um, I, some guy, Paolo Sergio, came in. The first, the first sort of couple of training sessions we'd done with Paolo, it was more sort of just like, you know what it's like, these form managers, Powell's a great guy, mm. um, but it was all shape, we were all started off at the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper flinging out the right back, so. Like phase of play sort of. Aye, uh, so you build up for there, and Hamill was at right back at the time, and he had a, a group of balls, say about 10 balls or something, and he was to put it into the midfielder, and you know what he's like, he tries to zing, every single ball he tries to zing it perfectly anyway, he'd, he'd maybe shelled about three balls and he'd gone away. And he just turned around and he ran about 30 yards and just booted all these balls away. <laughs> and he started, he started shouting, and Paolo was standing next to me. He just turned around and he went, 
he's your uh, he's your friend, doesn't he? And I says, I and he says, he's fucking crazy. <laughs> and I was like, mate, this is just the start of it. We then had a night out about six weeks later. The manager came as well, and we were about half an hour deep into the night out. And Paulo had a brand new white shirt on, and Hamill's just flung a, a glass of red wine at him. <laughs> <laughs> just ste steaming, steaming he drunk. You just turned around, the gaffer was just standing, and there was just this mass of red wine, and then the wee Hamill just standing with the, 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 big, the big glass of red wine. I was like, guy, Oh, man. what a guy, man. I love right. it. Uh, we'll get him on. Uh, right back to this coronavirus. So, big talking point is if the league ends now, is the season void, or do the people at the top of the league win the league and the people at the bottom go down? I avoid it. I think you need to avoid it. I, I completely think that it just needs to be across the board, every country. Um, it has to be void. So you, so like Celtic, Dundee United, Liverpool, didn't win the league. No, I, there's listen. You see all the ideas that have been uh, that are getting thrown forward. They're all good ideas, like, and I get all that. But everybody's going to complain. What if Stranraer were eighth? Would would you, would you have it? If Stranraer won the bottom of the league. No, it's still it is what it is. Like it's unfor it's unfortunate nobody ever seen this happening or foreseen what was going to happen. But I think UEFA have to come out and just put a, a sort of statement that we never avoid the league. If you try to carry it on, you're then going into next season and then obviously all the stuff with the Euros and where does that go? They're talking about playing it in the winter, that would never work. Because mm. how would the season run into with the Euros I don't, I don't even know how that would work mm. um, try to play cup games next year I just think it, it, as I said it's ridiculous circumstances that all this has happened and as bad as it is you would need to, as bad as it, Liverpool's your, probably your, your prime example 30 years have waited look at the points they've got how well they've played if they did null and void it they would go to next season I don't know if they would would they would they win the league again I don't know like they've been close last year they're obviously going to win it this year we had a we had a stand up uh, night out Saturday. We did. Hey, you're looking done. <laughs> no, we're catching me. What do you think, Jake? Uh, Jake, Jake, whoever's top should win it. Oh man, it's quite a hard question. It. Is that like in Celtic and in, in, in Scottish football's situation? Celtic are miles ahead, but there's still enough games for the like Rangers. Fucking have had a bomb scare since Christmas. Who's to say Celtic might not have a bomb scare? So, while there's opportunities and enough games left for things to be played for, then you've either got to make... For me, I think you've got to make a decision that, like Ryan says, void it because it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't want to be the one because you're, see, you're like, fucking... Celtic, you'll get it more where the sun will say... Celtic, Celtic Dundee, United, Liverpool are so far ahead. I know, right? but... They should, um, get the league. they should to get the league. Because there's no way... Even Rangers you, fans you, say it now that the league's done. I, but you, I, I get Man that. Man City fans, but see, like... West Hammer or somebody who's going to go down on goal difference. That's you can't right. you can't award teams and not punish teams. So you would need to relegate everybody as well. At the same that's, time. that's the argument. Is, yeah. that, is so that you're, that then, you're then relegating Hearts. It then just becomes murky. Everything just mm. becomes murky. If and you give that. if you give titles, you've got to relegate. We don't. You can't can't do a pro and against. You've got to it got to be the same. You're only looking at. Scotland and England here, like the, the the Bundesliga, I think there's a point in between teams. Serie A, there's a point in between teams. I think France, PSG have kind of ran away with it. But all around Europe, there is teams that are fighting for championships and relegation. So UEFA obviously don't have the right to tell people what to do. 
I think they need to come out and say this is this is exactly what we think you should do. It would be void the full season if the SFA then come back and decide to try and play it, prolong the season, or hand it where we are. The prize is where we are. Now I think you're just going into an ab. As Kev said at the start. An absolute minefield. I hate talking about shit like this, man. No, yeah, I, talk, I, talk I know. See, I see, know see the thing. I see if you do give Celtic the title, and the likes of Hearts, like I would, I would, I would, I would like to see promote possibly the four teams that are in the playoffs in the in the championship, not relegate Hearts, send them up, send the next team. set. So have a sixteen-team league. Have it a short. Talking about two, aren't they? I think maybe four's a bit I, much. Maybe four. I would say four, and then just right. have a short season next season. Right so that it's over quickly and then players can get finished ready for if they do the Euros next year and then no, no, try and no relegate anybody because that's financial hardship whereas if you keep teams in and then at the end of each season relegate the adequate numbers back to what it was at the beginning there's all sorts of ideas and permutations but but see if it ends quite soon there's only 10 games to go you could get that done in 5 weeks Tuesday, why Saturday can we know, why and can then we just know? put the season back next Aye. year a bit that's what I would th- also think is if if it's a but month then, off. How about that's the thing? No, say, say it is a month off or it's six weeks off or eight weeks off. You need to do a pre-season. You've got to do a pre-season. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm going to be the size of... There's no way I'm doing an extra no. pre-season, man. I'm I'm a, have a month off and then... like Or can we not... Like, I, know, I know they say football is nothing without the fans, so playing these games behind closed doors is a waste of time. Can we not play enough games behind closed doors I, to have a... An outcome. I think I would. I think I would. Like do that Celtic win. I don't know three more games and they win the league or something. Mm. So could they not have three more games and with with a maximum of five behind closed doors just to get it finished with? And but the fact is that some players are actually getting coronavirus, so it's that you can't have. And that's why I'm saying you just need to draw a line. Ah, draw a line to it. It needs to be done. It's shite to talk about, but hell, let's finish it. Um, can Corona's causing all sorts of shit. Terrible. Right. On a lighter note, we're going to talk about Steve's career. The Scottish Becks, people say that. I'm not far off that, to be fair. <laughs> Nosh and Becks. <laughs> uh, youth career at Chelsea, he says, were you John Terry's boot boy? No, I wasn't. No, water boy. <laughs> See, he's not changed for an arsehole, has he? <laughs> what, uh, how did you get spotted to go down there? Because I was brilliant. <laughs> and I was, uh, no, I was actually playing for Hearts at the time. And I'd actually signed for Hearts, so I'd, I'd left my boys club, went to Hearts, and I was just turning 13 and I'd actually signed a contract with Hearts to take me till I was 20, believe it or not. No I, I swear to God. And um, I was playing at Hart Hill against Celtic and the Chelsea, the chief Chelsea scout had came up to watch the Celtic striker. I was playing centre half at the time. Centre half? Centre half, mate, aye. And um, they... Luckily enough, the guy was standing next to my dad and he'd said, I'd actually had a decent game and he said, oh, the, the big boy that's playing for Hearts is decent. My dad said, oh, that's, that's my boy. Took his number, took my dad's number. At that time, there wasn't was really mobile phones, it was house phones. Phoned my dad on the, the Sunday and uh, they flew they flew up, took my mum and dad to Largs the Wednesday and then said, listen, we want to take him down. We'll fly him down for school every Friday to Monday. So I, I flew, I used to fly down on a Friday training a Friday morning, play Saturday, play Sunday, training a Monday, fly back up, do my last two periods on a Monday. I'd done that for a year till I was 14. Wow. And then moved in. Some do Chelsea. Eh? So, I know, it's, it it's, was, uh, there was... There was a few, like, scouts that floated about the youth... The, 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 like, I was going to go to Leeds when I was 69. Aye. Aye. But, but, like, that would be unheard of now, somebody going for, like, that age to Chelsea. 
It was, it was a wrong decision, to be fair. You get a few it beers was... on the plane on the back, isn't it? That was the thing. I was flying down. Like, when you look back on it now, obviously being a dad myself, like at the time, my dad actually at the time was, they'd sort of try to give me the, the guidance of saying, make your own decision, but you're a, you're a 14 year old kid and you go down, you know what it's like, you go down there and you're blown, blown away by everything. Um, and I came back up the road and listen, I, I grew up in a wee mining, you know, a, a oh, wee mining village outside Ayrshire. So you're like, you then go down to London and obviously they show you all the, the amazing things. This is the training ground, this is that, the stadium. And you're just like, this is where I'm going to be every every Saturday. And, you know, this is just amazing. And I came back up and I said, Mum, Dad, I want to give this a bash. But I'm 14 years old, so I think at the time, now looking back on my experience, I'd have probably, if I was my dad, I'd have said no. Oh, would you, huh? A million percent. I was far too young to go down there. I've been down on my own. Uh-huh. And I'm staying in digs. And obviously getting back to it, obviously JT, John Terry was in, was my digs. Was he in your digs? He was in my digs for three years, mate. How, That's where's where, he for? He's for London, he's for the other side of London. So right, so they put him in digs? We had, uh, they put me in with him just because he was obviously coming through. They put me in with the kit man at the time. And there was four or five years in his house. But all the boys went away home at the weekend. So they, they would go home on a Friday night, come to the game on a Saturday. So I would spend the full weekend in the digs myself. I only maybe had like seven or eight allocated flights a year to get back up the road. My mum and dad weren't in a position where they could fly me up and down all the time, so a lot of time I spent on my own. Then watching the one year preview? Just die. X, uh, <laughs> what was the television X? You get the, fi- you get the five minutes at 12 o'clock. <laughs> you know, trash, my friend. You know, <laughs> you'd, wait but, to f- you'd wait to four minutes 30 and then you'd get hell for leather. <laughs> Kev, Big JT, you bullied him a couple of times. Aye, I did actually, that was one of the points. Second prizes for Big JT. He did get second prize that day. He fucking got battered like a fucking... Scudbook, is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. That was obviously one of my, my, my better games or something against a young John Terry and a, a young Kevin Kyle. But man, what a player, big guy. Yeah. Aye. Could you tell back any we got the top? Amazing, mate. Amazing. I, I was actually, so I had him in 14 when he made his debut. I was 14. And uh, sometimes we'd have to be ball boys. And I, did, I was ball boy on the day that he actually made his debut against Aston Villa. And I remember coming back to the digs after it. And then he'd obviously come back. I'd get back. The kit man had brought us back. And then he'd come back an hour or so after it and he's sitting in his it was just amazing he's sitting in his first team suit and that he was only about 17, 18 at the time and uh, we were all sitting in the living room and you're just like that's where I want to be like, that's, mm. that was a sort of that was your benchmark of a young guy that had sort of come through the ranks but you knew how good he was you know what I mean like you'd train him with him every day and watch him even in reserve games and things like that you understood how that's where I still got my back up when people say he's oh, John Terry he's shite and I'm like Mate, you don't even understand, like mm. both footed. I like, could zing it, mate, with two oh, feet. Couldn't mate. I couldn't believe how like tall he was. Like he was an tall, absolute like, unit, mate. And he, like a unit. He, one of the guys when you're backing in, mm-hmm. you back it in our chest, and you're like, what the fuck? I just back bent. That was like but he was massive. Stu- uh-huh. It was stupid things, mate. It was like people would launch the ball sixty yards, and he would actually header it 10, 15 yards to their feet. Right, to somebody's feet. Aye, so uh, I love like, that in centre half. So I just, hate like, centre half. So it just head it anyway. Aye, no, he, he, the ball would come to him, and he just like bushed into the left back. And oh, he was yeah. just starting attacking, you know, or he would go on his chest, let, as you said, left or right foot, bang there, you take that, you take that. Like, what kind was, of guy, like a beer? Ah, he's an absolute, well, he was an absolute bomb scare. Obviously. Was he? Aye, mate. No he, way. Ah, he was absolute class, mate. Class. See for, see for, see for the young kids going through. Um, being YTS was the best time of my life. Amazing. Like, £62.50. He's never had anybody 
Saying it's that, no saying that, that time of the year, that no. time of life, like the 42, I think it was 42, 50, even that, 8, 50. Was it? Aye. So there you go, like, that's what I'm saying, like, 62, 62 pound 50 or something that I'm on, and that, see the end, even even when we were at Hearts, you're then going in, you're looking at your, you had boot boys and that, but they still didn't understand what it was like to come through. I'm saying to some of my boot boys and that, my boots there, and they're, they're looking at you after saying, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of lost all respect with football at that stage, but obviously before I had my sort of meltdown, I got it like fair, even when I was at Thistle and you're like, these young boys don't even understand the privilege I've got to be footballers and mm. what it's like. Like, see all that? I was in the training, I was in the training ground at seven o'clock, half seven, every single morning. Buzzing had, for it. Buzzing oh, the day mate. jobs, mate. Buzzing oh, to be around the first team. You had like, five players that you looked after. Who was yours? Uh, I had Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Wow. Um, Zola. Unbelievable. Zola. Tight bastard. Was he? I tried to be the best. Like I honestly, I've OCD. I was like on the, I was on the ball, everything, Vaseline in their boots and everything. And obviously, Vaseline there, sorry. Oh, aye, Vaseline their asses. <laughs> but obviously, at that time when it was coming in, the coloured boots were just starting to come in. So it was like he was. I think he was sponsored by Mizuno at the time. So That's right, he was. It was. Uh, well, you like the blue ones are coming, the yellow ones, and I'm making sure like no, no, if you put boot polish on them or something like that, you're you're dead. So and keep in mind, man, these guys are getting like 15, 20 pair of boots at a time coming in. So you're, you're well working uh-huh. and uh, your mate's training boots are right he's, uh, his match boots are always packed shinies are always looked after comes to Christmas time you've got to go and do your song you're upstairs in the canteen you do your song again you're only you're only 60 quid a week and you're like I'm going back up the road at Christmas you know what I mean might have cut, uh-huh. cut a grand in my pocket uh-huh. you're like absolutely buzzing and back up the road and, uh, I think he gave me 40 quid or something and I was fucking raging did you pull him up for it now? What do you say? What do you say to Zola? Jimmy, to be fair to Jimmy Floyd Dasselbank, he gave me 500 quid. Did uh, Jodie Morris looked after me. He actually, to be fair to Jodie, um, me and Carol and Cole at the time were breaking through into the sort of reserves and we would play on a Monday night sometimes and then we would get after it in Kingston and I would always see sort of Jodie floating about maybe once or twice a month. And he would always sort me out with cash. What, just for your night out? Aye, just, just sometimes just be like, there's 50 quid or... My first boot boy was first boot pairs was Gav McCann. He came very to Sunday. Centre midfield, a good player. Uh, and he used to say to me, he came and I'd sort of you at Christmas, and I was like, I like you getting uh, your fucking giddy thing, what you get. And all he did was take me out for a night out. I was fucking buzzing. Uh, Just went out in his company with other first team players, buying every fucking drink he wanted. Uh-huh. I, that's what I liked about it. And you're like, I'm not really fussed about it. Like 50 quid or no, a quid for I it. was, to be fair. Big Steve McManus tells a good story. I know that's unusual, him telling a good story. But no he, he was saying that when he was a young boy, he said, like, uh, Big Sutton had organised the first team to go to a comedy club. And it was only the, the comedian was only there for the Celtic team. Uh-huh. So the place was empty. It was just the Celtic team that were there. He says, we just go to walk into the comedy club and Sutton stops everyone and goes, not one of you fuckers better laugh at this guy. Not, not No matter how funny he is, do not laugh at one single joke. How horrible is that, right? So he says, Sutton, this guy's trying his best, mate, and no one's laughing, man. He says, so he goes like for his big joke of the night and he tells it and Big Sutton goes, oh, not that one, I've heard that fucking loads of times. He fucking, he, to be <laughs> fair, boys, man, big, big Sutton was a, fair comedian, man. Big Sutton was, was, was at Chelsea, obviously, when I was there, he came in, I think it was £9 million they paid for him. Uh-huh. Um, and granted, he was amazing up here when he was at Celtic, but he was fucking shocking with Chelsea. <laughs> like, what was he like, was the guy? Uh, a bit of a ball bag, to be fair. <laughs> I like, I'll uh, second that. Uh, he he kind of just... <laughs> I don't know, him and, uh, him and Mark Bosnich, to be fair, out of all the guys, Mark Bosnich was an absolute maniac. How old did he do? I mean, he would, just, he would just come in sometimes and you would hear him coming in the car park 
and he would come in with like two pack blaring his Merc like, and I mean he would come in this car park at 100 mile an hour and this two pack would be blaring at it and you'd be like Phew. and then he would walk in they'd be like Ryan how you doing that what about this what about that and you're like I know but you're thinking oh, this guy really likes me you come in the next day and he would have like opera music in his Merc blaring and he'd come in you'd be like boss morning boss and he would just walk by you and you're like because oh, he is up to doing it <laughs> but then obviously it came out that he was mad for the drugs and he was uh, he was all Gaff, he was banging some supermodel who was a hand of the time. She was decent, man. Um, but he was an him and again, you look back and you think Chris Sutton probably wasn't caring about Ryan Stevenson at the time, do you know what I mean? But like, you just you, at, at Chelsea at that time you had the foreign boys who didn't really interact or some of them it's bad saying that, some of them did interact. Yeah, there was some right good foreign boys actually, like Bobby Arrow, he was there, he was just back, a he was it? a bomb scare. Right. Um, I mate, loved the night of the first, remember pre-season, we all had to be in for the first day of pre-season, the first team were going away, and uh, we, we were like packing everyone on the bus and that, and say they were leaving at 12 o'clock, and they had be arrow there, and all the boys were obviously like, he's not, he's not coming in, so you know the manager, when Eddie was the manager time coming after the bus, and he's like, nuts, he'd just been banned for driving the season before, and then this big X5 comes in black, with this group of birds, and, and X5 and he just pops out the back man with his wee bag flip flops on his shorts and just walks on the bus and you're just like this guy's a, a fucking hero. Love. this guy's a, a hero, fucking man. living legend that's what I want that's where I get mixed up because I was like that's what I want to be never oh, mind the fit badges why he be jumping out of so you were on £42 a week and you had a £28 direct debit with Domino's oh, hi, well, that's <laughs> fucking £20 a week for yourself £48.50 so what did you do £48.50 is that like we got paid 40. a lot more than that up here eh? no £48.50 no, that was £98 so did, could you just not do anything there well, no. your, your, digs, was, your digs was paid for you get your, your breakfast at the, the, the house or the club and then you got your lunch at the club and then you got your dinner made for you at night so it was nothing really to pay for. Don't get me wrong, I had 48, 50 quid in fucking the slot machine just every week. <laughs> just doing the wee fucking promenade on the wee fucking two pound roulettes, away you go. Brilliant. And then Hearts 2010. Ah, amazing. The Jet. Ah, amazing, mate. What was, uh, we interviewed him, he's some man, obviously he loves Kev, Kev loves oh. him. What was yeah, it like? Kev loves him and he loves Kev. Uh, didn't he? Did he used to flirt all the time? Uh, oh, no. We weren't too bad at Hearts. Fuck Shit. off, man. You kidding me, man? You kidding me? You're arguing me, me. Uh, what, what was it like? He's love child. What was it? Uh, oh, what, you never shout him or it? Just Big Kev. Big Kev was Big Kev, wasn't he? Like, Big Kev doing no wrong. Trained when he wanted. Come in, played every week. There was nothing Big Kev couldn't do any wrong. Ah, but I, 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 that was the duty, like... like I still, I still put in the effort. I just, oh no, you know, I'll give him that. Nah, no, I'll give him that. See, we felt we had a good time. group. We did have a good group. Like, see, we all did team we, uh, and stuff, but we had a right good yeah. group. Jim, Jim got on with everybody. See, we felt that. That's where it's lost again. See, see nowadays, like, see, for as much as at times me and him wouldn't see eye to eye. See, when it came to a game, you weren't a, your buzz yeah, you're still, still, uh, We would fight like fucking the the, the, the change. Like, yeah. like, like we'd argue like like I'm not gonna lie. All the time, but we would argue like, and it wasn't like I disliked him, and he didn't dislike me. I just thought I wind this fucker up, right? Because the, the young boys were egging me on to wind him up because yeah. he did bite a bit, but he gave his good back to me. But see, on the Saturday when it mattered. Like we fucking put in, and they obviously come on, Steve. We'll need, fucking I know we, we, we played. Uh, we played, and I, when I first joined Hearts, obviously leaving here at the time. To go to Hearts with a massive, and I was under as soon as I signed, the jet was on me. Like, I Is remember, it? oh, mate, I went on. Jake, that's because he knew he needed to be on you, huh? Um, I like the, the day I went on, I signed it like half 11 at night on the last day of the transfer window because he'd just got the job. And then I went up and done my medical, 
uh, in the stadium when I came out. And obviously I'd been at Hearts when I was a young kid, so I understood, I knew what the club was all about and uh, the, the fan base and all that and everything. But he was under no illusions, like he was like, do you understand where the fuck you are? And I, I walked out and I was with my agent at the time, and he's like, see you tomorrow, your life will change. And it, it was like I went that in gives there. Me goosebumps I went in there. Uh, the, the, jet, the jet was the jet, right? Do you understand where you are? That's brilliant. That, that, that was the, the, he, that was him standing outside the main the main door at Tynecastle. That's he loves hearts, right? Yeah. A, as a person, player, whatever. So he wants to let you aware that nah, you are involved, and he wants to make sure that he's no signing somebody who's going to be a dud for his club. That's the way he looks at it. That is that is true. We, we went about 18, 19 games unbeaten, oh, so we, did, we, we were like. like I look back on that time now and you think, like, what an ex- for me, obviously, coming for eighty Hearts, as I said, like, you're standing outside Tynecastle in the main stand with the big Hearts badge lit up. It's like someone at a movie, man, he's standing there and he's like, do you realise where the fuck you are? Like, your life's changing. And then, obviously, I went to training ground the next day in Lockie, because um, I was shitting myself. Like, mm. like, there's no, there's no getting away from it, because I'm in, I was playing breaking in the Saturday and then I made my debut against Celtic on the Tuesday at Parkhead. Um... And you're grinning like Mikey Stewart's there, like obviously Big Naddy was there at the time, Blackie I'd watched, I'd known Blackie anyway, but all these boys were doing really well and I'm coming for United to mm. get in there. Lockie made, Lockie made me aware that the first day I went into training se- the training session he's like, you need to be at it, this is this is it, like, this is this is your move. Um, I love stuff like that. And I loved it mate, but again, going back to that, we, ne- we never, we would argue all the time. But see, see when it came to a Saturday... Because you're passionate and you want to win. Well, mate, the, 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 first, the first goal I scored for Hearts... But the first goal I scored, I scored for Hearts, he pulled me up at half time. You probably don't even remember this, but it sticks in my memory. He pulled me up with weight to Inverness. And I was playing centre mid at the time. And I probably wasn't getting close enough to him as what I should have been. And he pulled me up at half time and he was like, see you next fucking knockdown I get. Get Be near me. Uh-huh. And I watch it, I still watch it back now. And he knocks it back to me and I score. And it's all these wee things that I think's been lost in football nowadays mm. and that, that time at Hearts was just my, my debut at Hearts obviously as I said I was playing breaking on the Saturday away to breaking and then on the Tuesday I'm sitting at Parkhead playing against Celtic in the jet and Billy are in the change room Lockie's there it was just unbelievable obviously we could beat a Parkhead and remember sitting next to Mikey Stewart Blackie came in now we've got the big lockers yeah. and uh, we were sitting in, in Blackie and that's come in and Blackie's the pop at Christian Naddy and uh, I love Blackie, man, brilliant, isn't he? He's like, Naddy, fucking hold the ball up. We're playing one up front, you right. know what I mean? To be fair, big Naddy, big Naddy. Graveyard shift. He's a good guy, man, but yeah. obviously his work rate isn't he <laughs> what it probably should be. And, uh, it is in China Buffet, man. Uh, you, could ju- you could just see the big Naddy's just sitting there and he's like, okay, Ian. Now, these, okay. Big, these big lockers are sitting there and I'm sitting next to Mikey Stewart now. I've never been involved in this. The first day I walked in, there's about 60 guys on this one changing room. We go to Parkhead and Blackie's Naddy this, Naddy that, and Naddy's like, shut up, Ian. So we Billy's bombing about and he's like, oh, he's like, he's stop arguing. And the Jets just standing back at the shit. No, the shivers are uh-huh. he's just standing back there, just letting it happen. Anyway, Naddy's sort of here, Blackie's here, and he's like, fuck up, Ian, shut up. And they keep going, and Blackie's like, I keep going. He just turns around and he just goes, like, that, bang, knocks him into the lock. Clean up. And I'm just sat there and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. And Mikey Stewart just turned to him and he went, Welcome to Hearts. And I Do was you? like, I swear to God. <laughs> and I was like, wow. What the fuck is going on here? But then, what well, a change in matter, is eh? Brilliant. See, just on that, when he signed half 11 at night, did you wait up for the jet getting back in or did you just go to your bed? 
the I, gave wee, I gave him a wee text to make sure he was okay. <laughs> nah. I think I remember when he came in, he had his hot water bottle, was tucked up in bed. One I, when I, I was I signed, I signed later than you, didn't I? Aye. And I remember my first day, and he was in like eight o'clock, tap half on the treadmill, fucking tattoos out, not a problem. Heart rate monitor, pretending he was doing fucking four, six minutes or something. But like, like style, mate. in that dressing we all argued. But we all argued because we were trying, like, we actually thought, genuinely thought, without whispering too much, that we could fucking actually upset the old firm. That's mm. because we'd won, I think at one point we won 11 games on the bounds and we were sitting second just before Christmas. And we went into March, remember? I had, to be fair, I scored the winner against Rangers at, at Tynecastle, sorry about that. And we, <laughs> I think we actually went, we kind of, I'm sure we had went top of the league or second. And then we it wasn't as late into the season. It was, was like December, January. The wheels fell off because I got injured, so we struggled for then on and right. And I thought uh, the wheels fell off because you jumped in the motor. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, I tell you, the wheels fell off. We played, we played Celtic. I mean, they were in the back. Of the way. No, we played, we played, Celtic, we played Celtic at, uh, at Parkhead and Paddy in my court tore as an arsehole. How good was he, man? Mate, there's a video of me, Darren Barr, and, he's, and Big Boozy running into each other. <laughs> he's, uh, I swear to God, he's chopped suit with his uh, Copa Mundial's on. I don't, I, see the thing is, he used to piss, Dog me, shit he used to uh, piss me off about, like, what kind of guy wears Copa Mundial's that can chop? Do you know him? No, I don't oh, know. He's no, the best guy ever, mate. But that's what I'm saying, he absolutely, there's, on the video, you can see the, the goalie scores, he comes on and he absolutely chops, and the three years just running each other. <laughs> They're just lying there, and then he just kind of waltzes through and puts. I think we get spanked. Probably farts on the way past you. Ah, right? was that was the night we got beat, and the next day Romanov had the meeting with us. Aye. What was that meeting? Because we won ten games on the bounce, and we hadn't got one single win bonus. We weren't even getting fucking paid, and we were still continually wrapping out wins. So he came in the dressing room the next day with his Russian delegates. And we're all sitting round, and he starts talking to us in Russian. And he says, "The chairman has understood that you've played well these last lot of weeks, and." Um, you understand your bonus, you need to start fucking picking things up to get a bonus. And I thought, is he fucking having enough? They've just won 10 games on the bounce. We've lost to Celtic at Parkhead on a Tuesday night, 3 1 out, 3 0, 3 1. And he's fucking saying that we're not doing good enough. Scary. And I was like, Marius, what's he saying? And Marius, because obviously was quite tight with him. Uh. So Marius saying, well, what he thinks he's saying, he's not really saying. <laughs> he basically just fucking came us. And uh, you... it took forever to get a bonus, like uh, uh. even your wages at some point. So, so really you would have been there when, did you watch my interview with Jim Jeffries when they had to congratulate him on being like the world basketball champion uh, and stuff like that? Mate, oh. it was you, incredible, man. Like nah, incredible. Remember the wee Sergey, that was his, that, his wee right-hand oh, man was Sergey. And uh, he had a wee guy that worked in the office as well, so... If Roman Off was coming in, they would they would get new cut out for him and print the new cut out and all that and everything, and then he would come well, in. Well, his initials on it. His initials and all that on it, and then he would come out and he'd be hitting balls into the goal. And the wee guys are going in and picking the ball up, and he's hitting penalties in it an open goal, not. The boys are just walking about going, what? I reckon he could have played up front of me to be fair. I probably. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck's going on here? And then he comes in, as Kev said, he comes in the changing room, and we were absolutely flying at the time to oh, be fair. And he comes in, and he's like, you need to keep working harder if you want your bonuses. And then obviously, when Kevin all that left and it. It came at the stage that it did with me, obviously, leaving the first time. It got blown and well out of proportion, obviously. Nobody, nobody knows this, but I'd done, an, I'd done an interview with Keith Jackson. You know, I'm, well, I'm saying that, that's a lie. I've never done an interview with Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson had phoned me at the time. Can um, I get a quote of you? No, even, mate. We right. just like, I said, I, I can't speak to him. I don't know why to speak to him um, under the circumstances. And he says, oh, off the record then, how's it been? And I said, just being, just being like, nice. I was like, this is, what it's, this is what's happening. Um, I don't think we've been paid for five or six months at a time. Now, my gripe was never with me not getting paid. My gripe was there was young kids on £250 a week not getting paid. Mm. 
and it's commenting up to Christmas and things like that. Even and the, 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 the girls in the kitchen who did were lunch at the James Harriet. They were all they were they a were, family, like uh, a, a mum, uh, a daughter, uh, and a husband. And they, they were about twenty they grand were or something. Fortunes, like just uh, for buying uh, in the food. And they kept and the teenagers they kept buying in the food. So my gripe was with that. And obviously, Sergey, the boy Sergey, who was <laughs> rolling off right hand man, kept coming in. And uh, at the end up, I just fucking I came. I was just like, listen, you're just coming in and feeding this shit. Right, you're you're uh, sitting there saying we're going to get paid next Friday. Oh, the money, like you, the first team boys' money comes for Lithuania and all that. Just a load of shite. So I had I had sort of said that to Keith Jackson, and then. The next day, I pick up the paper, and he's pure stitching me up. And I've never said in the hearts. Obviously, when I left and I went to Ipswich, so a lot of the hearts fans thought I was. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Bean. A big time yeah, bastard, is, which don't get me wrong at times. You were, I can, I, I, I was, <laughs> but, um, but I love that. I, I'm not going to say it. I, uh, <laughs> I, I was, you, you're young and you make mistakes. I would never, under the circumstances, if I could change things, run about, I probably wouldn't have left the first time or the second time. Uh, but um, you had to, but I was kind of trying to make a stance at the time, no for me or the kind of older players. It was more for like, as Kev's saying, there's a family up there pr- producing food for us every single day mm. making his lunches and they were owed about 20 grand so uh, it was, a, di- it was a, a difficult time but see just on somebody else who's mentioned it Mikey Stewart how, how was he? I never played with Mikey at Hearts I only played with Mikey at Scotland 21s and like like I probably had the same relationship with Mikey as I did with Steve-O we'd argue like fuck uh-huh. he wouldn't have slaughtered me because he was too educated I, I never really took in much what he said to me I said, you're just a fucking madman. You're just always angry all the time, Mikey. And he used to do things to try and wind up to make him angry. That didn't help either. <laughs> but you get days where you run around the training ground doing under 21 stuff and fucking, he would like get pure frustrated with maybe how the setup was or the training field wasn't great. And he'd pure just go and grab balls and start fucking kicking them all over the place. Oh, oh, just like shouting at himself. Look at this fucking Mikey Tourette's at it again. He's just, just a madman. I, I liked interviewing him there. He was I a great guy. Uh-huh. Really nice guy. I loved him. I, I loved everything. I just liked the way he was. The, the, I was about two sessions deep, man. We were, we were training the, the indoor bit. 
and he, he started chasing young Gordon Smith about young young Gogi nutmegged him and he, he chased him about for about five minutes and the jet actually pulled me out the session we we're playing possession or something like that, and he says come here you he says watch Mikey and he was just chasing he was chasing Gogi about and then he couldn't get Gogi so we Gogi's kind of running away from him and he starts trying to rip his bib and that off he just he had like it was like pure, to high, like pure Tourette's and he's trying to rip his bib oh, off and that and he's chasing Gogi angry, angry, angry man <laughs> but like away from all the hungerness he's like he's so clever isn't he man ah, he, was, he was a good guy ah, I got time for I got really really well I'm so did and see he's a captain and Stand up for the boys I, in that. Don't get me to see that stage, mate. I, even the likes of Kevin, I was kind of an these boys because you're coming in and like, Mikey Stewart's played for Man United mm. and I'm at air and then I'm sitting in the same change room as him and I'm like, that that was just a sort of, and I, that's where when the wheels fell off me near the end of my career before I came back, I thought all that had been lost. See all that sort of respect that when you get into a change room and you're sitting there and you're going, he's, a, he's like a top player, like he's a, he's. I'm in awe of that. And it was the same, obviously, with Kev. Kev had done amazing yeah, his career. Career, and, huh? um, Again, as we said, he put me on... He, he probably got the best out of me by putting me under pressure. Mm. As much as he was a dick to me at times. No. And I was, proper but, men in that team. No, but I, 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 like, team. I, I respected him massively. You see, on the scene on Saturday, we were struggling a wee bit. You know, he'd be on it. And you like, fuck, come on, Steve. You can rely you, on you him. You can just uh, fucking do a wee bit more today. We'll be all right. Because there was him and there was Rudy. I see the two and then big fucking, what do you call him, Marad, Morovich? Mor- Mor- aye, Morovich, aye. aye. Big Adrian. Adrian, aye. My man tried to say something for. Big Adrian was useless as a footballer, right? But see fucking stopping the play. Mm-hmm. This man was just like a wall and that allowed him and Rudy to do what they needed to do. Yeah. And it was just like, you just, you, you know yourself when you play. There's players in your team that you know that you can rely oh, on week in, week out. And even when the shit hits the fan, some, some of the good players curl up and disappear. But there are certain individuals who will pick you up, or you know that, right? He, and he was probably one of them at Hearts at that yeah. time. We had a right, we had a few, we did hear a few, which was good. And the man in charge of that as well, the Jet oh, Jeffrey. What, what makes him so good? Like every player that I've done here loves him. Amazing. But then he's, he's probably the one that's probably went the most mad at them. So what makes him so good? I just, I love that. Again, I can only be grateful to him and Billy for giving me the opportunity they gave me. For me to go for United to Hearts, like, was. Unheard. Doesn't happen a lot, does it? Now? It was unheard of. And I think when they obviously fell, kind of fell out with Derek McInnes because I was meant to be going back to St Johnson at the time. And uh, Brian Reed was the manager here. The deal had basically been done. And uh, my agent had phoned me and he says, Listen, I've spoke to Jim Jeffries. He just went in that day as well. He said, You want to take your heart? And Did I you like, believe it now? I was like, Are you kidding me on? And he's like, No, I'm telling you. And then he's like, phoning me back and he's like, The guy that owns hearts is absolute mental. I think we'll be able to get a really good contract out of this year for you. And I'm like, here we go. I'm part, kind of basically part time at United. This is this is mental. This is absolutely mental. Um, I had to obviously speak to Derek and be like, "Listen, I'm going to go to Hearts." And then he's like, "I can't believe you're doing this to me." And I was like, "Look, you did the exact same thing." Exactly, thing, exactly. So uh, ended up going there. Him and Billy, Billy, you know what the two of them are. The two of them are absolutely amazing. Like just amazing, like amazing guys. I was at the Hearts game about two months ago, and uh, is it all man management there. or do they make you better players? Uh, man, well, management, man, man management, man management. Like the, the, the He'd run through a brick wall for them. Would be would be questionable, like to a point that they do know their stuff. Mm. But what they know is is how to manage a person. Aye, how to win games. Like, how to win games. I'm how still It's mind games. Like Billy, Billy and Jim would tell you something, right? The two of them as a pair, and they would hate you, like he'd be like, ah, aye, right, really, aye. Mm. But you're fucking like, there's ever like Dana Paul McKenna fucking hypnotising, mm. and you're buying into it. So you got me with the mindset, I oh, fucking hell, like, like he did with me when I signed, 
He was telling me how fucking skint they were. They've not got a pot to piss in. He said, but if you come here, I'll get you fucking going, get you a move, and you, you'll get to that old farm I'm telling you. And I'm like, fucking right. I said, but is that all they've got, Gaffer? He's like, what's that they've got? It's the best. I've been in there for two weeks trying to get you the best deal. That's all they've got. But you did it for him. Fucking. Ah, so I signed amazing, it, right? Mate. Signed it. He then says to me, I'm needing a strike partner for you. I says, okay, I've got the guy, wee sleeves. Aye. Phone sleeves, sleeves, friends got my heart. What kind of money got this? Oh, I struggle with cars. Jim says, I've just got a deal at a gym. He says, that's the best I've got. And he says, what'd you get, Kyle? So I told him. He says, fucking hell, that's not a lot. I says, just come up and get your career going. Couldn't got double what I got. So that's how kind of... Nobody's players, done it. That's how kind of man he was, man. He got fucking double what I got. I was like, Jim, you're funny. I sat, uh, <laughs> I sat at the game with him, say, last month against... And, I'm still annoying where you're st- I'm still like he's got like, a I, like a, I'm like a wee boy at school where I'm like he's sitting there and he's talking to me and I'm like I, I still call him Gaffer I'm like alright Gaffer how you getting on how's things like obviously the, the health scare and you're like but he there's a few times where he absolutely emptied me what like, can you remember one in particular we played uh, well I, I hadn't actually been playing at the time to be fair and I'd went into his office and I'd been training well and we had, I don't know where I'd been through a sticky and I don't know where I was just being a dick and just thinking I was sticky better. patch Aye, my pants. And I was, I'd, I'd, I'd remember I went up and seen him, and I says, uh, in his office, this was just one of the times I up and seen him, and I says, um, Gaffer, can I get a word? And he just looked at me as if, like, for fucking real. And he turned around and he says, What's up, me? And I says, Look, I think I'm training well. I've been, obviously been coming on as a sub, scored a couple of goals and that. Am I going to get a chance? He just looked at me and he went, I brought you for fucking here, and you're questioning me. Get the fuck out of my office. And I just got up and walked out and I thought, wow, well, I don't actually know what to say to that. Like, I don't, I don't actually know. Was <laughs> they come back in? No, I, I don't know what to actually say. I don't know I don't know what I actually did here. And then we played Motherwell away. Remember when the pitch was shit That's Motherwell? terrible, huh? And we actually, we won. But I think we came, we came in at one, one each at half time or something. Larry Kingston was, Larry Kingston, I think, I was playing centre mid with him. And he came in and he was, Larry, absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. So I'm thinking, we done all right first half, like, we're going to end up winning the game. You know what I yeah. for you? Like, we're going to end up winning it. And he just turned around to me and he just went and see you. See if you think you're going to play like that. You can fuck off back there as quick as you came here. That was shite. And I just was sitting there and I was like, oh my God. Like, what the fuck? That was the same, same with me, Motherwell. We've played Motherwell away. And it's one, one at half time. And I I was quite calm because I'd been doing well. And the ball came to my chest on the throw in. And I tried to like fucking hit a half volley full pitch to, out to, out to the right eye, to the right wing or the right back. And then get caught out and nearly scored. So I came in at half time, one man, I was thinking, fuck, I've done right today. I was sitting down. And he came right up to me, fucking within about an inch. And who the fuck did you think you are? Fucking get out there. Fucking try to throw balls about like Beckham Bar. You're not that fucking good. Nah, you've never seen like, a guy lose his head. I was like, like as quickly. I was like, all right, okay, sorry. And then uh, just went through me for the next five minutes. And like, you, you just sit there and you take it. And then you get there and you're saying to your teammates, yeah, was that? I thought I'd done all right. right. Uh, I thought I'd done all right. starting to question yourself. Yeah, so you're like, like, you're you there, you get, then, then you get to make sure does that you mean? play well that it doesn't happen no, again. And that, he knows what he's doing. You fucking, but you're amazing, oh. mate. Even, even like my first, my first derby, I got on the bus and he was playing all our Robo's goals. On the bus with the heart songs, and you just got on the bus. That's and brilliant. That. You just sitting down the front, never even said a word to him. Just sitting staring at the window, and you come on, and all, there's two big TVs with all the goals going in with the hearts music, just straight ahead, looking ahead, and you get on the bus and you're sitting down, and you're like, what? And then Billy's coming up and he's like, do you understand what the day's all about, son? And I'm like, aye, aye. And he's like, it's been the biggest game you've ever fucking played in. And I'm like, aye, right, I know, aye. We're not gonna lose. And I'm like, aye, and the gaffers just still. Doesn't speak to him. They just straight ahead, 
straight down Princess Street, the fucking music blaring, all these goals on a loop, and you're just like, that's brilliant, man. That's what about team talks? That was you good with a team talks, did you? More, it was, it was, to be fair, the Jet never really said much. It would it'd be mere Billy. Billy, but Billy was Billy's fucking... team talks were absolutely brilliant, man. Like just, like, just funny, like. I mean, we played Celtic, and that uh, Keyshawn Young was obviously flying at the time. Good player, huh? And he's going through everybody. And he's like, "This is what Danny says: the key to Celtics, the boy Key." Oh yeah, boys are like, oh, man, try not to laugh. And then somebody laughs, and he's like, "Fuck you!" I think it was maybe says Blackie. Fuck you, laughing at Ian. And he's like, "You just said the key's key." And he's like, "Oh, is that fucking funny? Is it?" And you're just like, everybody's just sort of sitting there like, "What's what's what's he like, wee boy man?" It just it just is like he goes on one. Right, and see when he goes on it, you can't. You just got to accept that he's on it, and you just, Aye, let, him you just let him do his thing. You be doing training and that, and Billy be playing like wee games, and Billy be refereeing in the middle, and then like you can't get out of the way. He's that he's that slow to try and get out of the way that boys end up just tackling him and all that. <laughs> like, him up and him. <laughs> we went to. Did you go to Choco with us? Aye, we went. We went to Choco in Italy, right? And I, honest to God, so you get there and it's like again I'm going out there. And the week I went to Austria with Air Kenny Moyes. At the time was uh, Salton like Everton and all that. Out. Right. And Brian, we did manage to get us out to Austria. So we went to this amazing oh, complex yeah. in Austria the year before we were here. Went to Choco with Hearts. I think he'd taken Kelly there and all that and everything. And again, in the way out, Billy's like, you've never been to a place last night. I said, oh, I've been to Austria last year. We were here and all that. No, not this, son. Not this. This is you know, the big time now with Hearts and all that and everything. <laughs> I'm like, right, cool. <laughs> so we get in the hotel. With the Hearts, he calls them the Hearts. Right, we, get, we, get the, we get in the hotel and... Uh, Right, lads, we're getting up. We, it's the middle of this mountain, the hotel. The training complex is right up the top of this mountain. And then there's like a kind of big hill that goes right on it. And uh, we goes up there and I'm, you're nervous. It's my first pre-season, so you're a bit nervous thinking, right, if I came back in good nick, am I going to be unfit? What an impress uh, And uh, you just look up this hill. We get up there and you just see wee Billy standing with the shorts on. And I mean tanned, as if like he's just come out after the Logging sun. Mahogany, uh, uh, leather. His wee hat on back to front. <laughs> Like the white sun cream out of his nose. No t-shirt on, standing at a pole with his, with, his, uh, with his whistle. Get on the line, lads. And you're just on this line and it was just... Run. And you're just running up, run this. He was old school. And then down, stop when he blows it and he would blow the whistle again. Stop. And I swear to God, it was run until you couldn't run anywhere. But what, like, just... What he, I get, what he, I guy. He'd done that same thing with like Lockie when Lockie played with Hearts and Hayday in like the nineties. Yeah, just still he used the, same to go the same same runs. Even we went with Kamarnik and with the heart rate monitors on doing the runs and the heart rate monitors were showing that we were fucking peaking. We were like going through the fucking roof of heart rate and Billy says, "You don't fucking look like them." I don't think they're working. Like, nah. They don't look like they've, they're, they're, they're hard done the day. I'll just give them a wee six mere runs, and it was up the back of this hill. Oh, mate. It, like you're talking like Aye. thousands of feet up in a mountain. There's no fucking air. Yeah. You're like that. Andy, would nobody ever say anything? Andy Webster had a a slight go at him one one season. He came out, and, Andy came out about three days later. I, think, I don't think he'd been well, so they'd flew him out like three days later. We know what Webby's like. Like again, Webby was a guy who I would argue with. I'm good pals with him. Uh-huh. He was an opinionated guy, top player, and he would come out. And Webby's all moving with the time, sports science and this, and then obviously Jim and Billy being Jim and Billy. It's just a there's a pole run uh-huh. to it, and you'll run until you can't run anymore. So Webby was away at the back, and you could just hear him chirping away. Like just boys are obviously Lee Wallace, and that was at the time. Uh-huh. So even the likes of Hamill and that fit boys. And Webby and Big David are at the back, and you just hear Webby chopping away and chopping away. This is shite. This is fucking crap. This is shite. And the jet, what are you saying, Andy? And that's, I'm just saying, this is 
well, don't you fucking say, because you'll just keep running. And he just ran him and ran him. And so he didn't care who it was, he would not. He, oh, he doesn't he does give a, honest to God, like just everything about football, as much as you would say, like coaching wise, not maybe not the best, but I tell you what, see when you put on a jersey for him. Mm. You, and that, that's what Hearts are missing now, because you understood when you put on a Hearts jersey what you had to do for that club. Brilliant. And that, that was only through him and Billy. And as I said to you, I, even sitting with him a couple of months ago, I'm still sort of like, all right, Gaffer, how you doing? And then I'm like, I don't even know what to say to him. Like, uh, I'm a bit kind of standoffish with him. You get that with managers, and even now you're still a wee bit... Aye, oh, just, it's just uh, that respect. It's like that, that, aye, just that respect you've got for him where you were like, you would run through it, even if, if he was to become my manager of the morning, it would be the same again. You'd run through a brick wall for him. Amazing. And obviously, for what he's done for me for my career, and that was... Brilliant. Uh, big names. Uh, who you'd saying you are a wee bit big time? Who's, who's the biggest big time you've played with? Because I've got uh, here Bullard, Chopra, Boyer, Ipswich as well. Aye, bo- all, all good guys I still speak to. Do uh, you? Bullard's flying, isn't he? Um, ah, mate, he's just, he's not well in the head. Like, just 24 hours a day, uh, different just level, constant. Mate. Different uh, level. Like, just all right for an hour, two hours. I, I would sometimes be leaving training, they would phone me and he'd be like, What's happening? I'm like, where are you, Jimmy? And he's like, I'm in your house and he'd be in the house. He'd be in my gaff. And he would just be like, I'm just going to stay here tonight. And I'm like, like, sound like cool, whatever, and they born you and you'd just be in the house with you. Because he obviously, he stayed in London at the time, so that's which is quite a bit out. Uh-huh. Um, and he wasn't driving, so he, he would he would either stay in a hotel or he'd be in with me. And he was just an amazing guy, an amazing player. Was he good? Uh, great oh, technique, eh? Mate, what about him on soccer, him doing the free kicks and all that? I think if I played against him, he was at Wigan. Wigan, was it Wigan? Aye, because it was talk. It was that good at Wigan. Frightening. It was talking him getting a call up for Germany because I think he had a German. Oh, that was right. I remember it. That's when I played against him. That's early, early two thousands. He even, came up to Celtic like, as well. He was on trial. Came was up he for a couple of days. Uh, even not that, on trial. Mate, he was going to sign. He was, uh, was see when you leave Hearts, and obviously like, that's what we're saying about Hearts. It was a different going to Ipswich. You know, even with Sunderland and that, mm-hmm. it's a different level of player calibre. Um, I'm going to with Lee Boy or not, who's like played in the Premier League. Punch fuck it, Kieran Dyer. Aye, punch fuck it. I'm like, just an absolute. Don't get me wrong, him and, him and Bullard were coming at the end of their careers, but what what guys, man? Like, unbelievable, obviously. Chopper, it was just fucked. Like, he was a mad man, eh? Mate, I used to go he, back to him up and he'd be, sitting, he'd be sitting watching Guinness House in the, the morning, quarter past this eight in the morning. Horses. And he's sitting with a horse, the horsing channel, and he's like, I'm not betting, Ryan. I'm not, I'm just, uh, I just like watching it. And I'm like, Chops, man, dig anything. I went to pull in the first day, I went to pull in uh, the training ground that I switch. Sort out the back of like in a country road, there's a big gate. So I, I pulled up to the gates, and uh, obviously, it's got the staff on the gates, and you've got a wee fob thing that lets you in. Uh-huh. So I've pulled up, and I've just got a bang at the window, and I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's standing at my window. So I've put the window down, and he's like, uh, Michael Chopper in your car. And I was like, No, mate, I've just signed here. Uh, and he's like, See if he's in there, you tell him the West Ham boys are looking for him. Oh my god, man. And I was like, <laughs> Right, so man, holy fuck! So they had to sneak him in the back, the back way of the the, the training room. Anyway, you got to the stage where they actually ended up. Somebody actually ended up getting in the changing room, uh, the training room, and got the manager and sent the manager. Listen, whatever he owes or however whatever's uh-huh. happened. Again, I never really get involved. I, I knew what was happening with his own personal business, but they basically get said to the manager, "This is now going to become your problem." Wow. So I think at the end up the club were then trying to obviously help him. Last night it was a pure addiction, you know what I mean? Uh, like, horrible. It's a horrible, horrible thing. But Who was the manager at Ipswich? Paul Jewell. 
Oh, Scouser, I think what was he like? He was a sort of same as a jet, to be fair. Like, he was, that's he was sort of. Well, I would be there then. Um, I, uh, that's why I uh, 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 was the same, mate. He was, he was quite hard again. When I, when I went down there, we went, on a, we went on an unbelievable run to try and get into the playoffs. So it was, it was amazing. It was, I, I, I loved it. Well, it, was, I, it, it, was, uh, it was really, really good. But again, if you get beaten a Saturday, you knew you were going in on a Sunday and all your day was running. Well, you just run your have you got to be on a Saturday? Aye, you would literally come in, you would day boxes and he would go, like everybody on the byline, and everybody's on the byline, and then it would just be, he would stand with a whistle and blow, and you would need to run to him and back, and then he would just keep walking up and down the pitch, and you, all you were doing was just running to him. See back. that as well, that doesn't happen anywhere, but see with the canal, mate, we were the same, see if you got beat, you were in Sunday running, right? And that, that fear pushes you on there on a Saturday. I know oh, it probably mate. shouldn't have, but it does, mate. Aye, of course it does. Even, it does. Even if you're sitting at one nothing or something like that, you're like, or even at half time, I remember getting at half time at the change room and that, and you're like, lads, we need to, we need to fucking get something out of this game here because yeah. see, if we don't, we're in the morning. you know what's happening tomorrow. And it just kind of, it, again, I think that's all been lost. See all, see all this coaching, and I get all the coaching side of stuff and that, but see the actual man management of players, I think it's been kind so of lost I. now. The more, you, the more science has evolved. Two right, day recoveries of dinner. Aye, that's what I mean, but the more science has evolved, it's taken away the is. old school of football. Aye. So, for all the numbers of years that everybody would play on a Saturday, got beat, run on a Sunday, train Monday, play on a Tuesday night, come in on Wednesday, they didn't bother anybody back then. No. So why should it bother anybody now? We're talking about the coronavirus and the, the season ending, but if, if it's only a month, surely we could squeeze in eight or nine games in a month, no problem. See, be fair. It's more salmon. It's it wouldn't bother me playing Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. No, I, I wouldn't rather that in train, wouldn't you? Uh-huh. Million percent, aye. But again, it's, it's sort of all been lost. But then you look at the best of the best right now is Jordan Clark. And as much as I, ma- I would imagine he's coaching is shit hot, his actual man management is through the roof. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's been lost. Is that sort of happy medium yeah. of having people that you actually want to play for because oh no it's all science and even when you, you go coaching right now and it's all powerpoints and all that's pish like that all that's been lost there's an element of, there's an element of like presentation scientific facts and all that but you still need to be a human being to come over and say right we'll just leave that today boys Aye. even though the computers are saying what they're saying regarding your fatigue and all that just leave that and go no, it's see like it's for science like, everyone's got fitter but I think Technique and excitement's got aye, legs. When I was at Rangers and I was sticking a fucking GPS on my back, I think anybody really cares whether I've run four miles or five uh, miles a day. I think it's a fuck. See, see nowadays, it's no disrespect to the players that are playing now, especially up here. But I, if you're if you're a if you're a manager, I can I get the feeling that it's like he's fit. He's a decent player. He's fit. Like we'll take the fit one because he'll be probably be cheaper, nah. and we can try and just work on him where. When I was growing up, even like going, going through at St Johnston, you had Paul Sheeran, who couldn't so have run. Techni- the best technical uh, players. He was brilliant. He was slower than me. He was brilliant. But I swear, you couldn't get a ball off him. <laughs> Left Unbelievable. Mm. And now he would probably be lost to Fitma through, they would just go and get somebody that's quite and the pitch for uh, strong. And can, uh, we, went, we went to sign the boy Marion Kello at uh, Ipswich and the manager at the time had pulled me and he says, the boy Kello, you played with, what was Kello oh, like? Was Unbelievable. Like, short was he, stuff, uh-huh. I, ah, small. He was very right? good. And uh, the manager said, what's he like? And I said, Gaffer, really, really good. Really good. I would, t- I would take him. Because they t- keep a weird uh, Richard Wright at the time, who obviously went Played with uh, England, didn't uh, he? He was the so fourth choice, the best job in the, in the world. Amazing. Fourth choice. Probably 50 grand a week, just, <laughs> just <laughs> chilling. <laughs> just absolutely chilling. And he, he said to me, what, what height's Marion? And I said, I don't know, man. Five foot, 11, six foot. Not a chance. He says, unless he's six foot five, you're not taking him. 
And we end up signing a boy who, honestly, you wouldn't think you had any hands. Who was it? I can't, I can't remember. I just knew he was just shite. <laughs> it was literally like, if you had him in your team, you're like... But see, all like talking about managers, every manager that you've mentioned that's best, I'm the same. You fear them that wee bit. But like you say, I don't know how... Didn't see my it's like gone. Here, it's, it's gone. Respect. respect nah, to yeah. it. like, but you know that if you're not doing it, they will tell aye. you. All you, my good managers were all, all that, that same feeling. Mick McCarthy, Peter Reid, the Jet. And that's probably about it. But everyone now thinks that managing's about coaching. It's no managing's no, about what you say. Is man, management. Is, I think. I think nowadays, see, see if you're a manager. I would love to be a manager because I, I like people. try to look after people and I like try to look after players. You would need a good coach there to put on good sessions because, yeah. again, that's what you, you need. That that's your players day. are snobs now. Players aye, expect aye. good sessions now. Huh? Aye, but even at that, we're talking about earlier on. I think players just moan for the sake of moaning. Mm. You're sitting there playing playing football every day, and they'll come in and they're like, oh, "That was shite today." Because it was games. That's the main thing on a building site. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what I think has been lost. Getting paid to keep fit, mate. Best job in the world. Mate, you're hanging about with 20, 30 guys, getting of an unbelievable banner every day, going and playing football, living your dream. It can't be that bad, can it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's been lost is that sort of happy medium of everything now is just shite. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was rubbish, that was rubbish. Players just look for excuses. Nah, I agree. Uh, one manager I had to ask you about as well was McCall. Character? <laughs> <laughs> Not my type of person. Nah. No. How about a good, good manager. Right. Um, I, I was a good manager. I think the points he put across and the job he'd done at air was absolutely amazing. Um I just didn't agree with some of the things that he'd done. Like, just again, we would just come down to training with like a Patrick Thistle jacket on, and I was just like, but again, that's just him. That again, at the see at the time, I had absolute head loss, right? So, my head was totally, I had a chip on my shoulder at the time, and I actually did phone him up and apologize for the way I was while he was my manager at here because mm. I probably was a problem. Oh, well, yeah, right? What just morning all the time? Um. I mean, I just had a problem with the words. Was that? Was, did you did you find it hard to straight and going back to doing the leagues? Um, no, I'd let myself down at Thistle. I'd went I'd went to Thistle for Hearts. I struggled leaving Hearts. Cause I never wanted to leave Hearts. And the, the the time when I did leave Hearts, when we get relegated, I felt as if I was pushed out the door. Well, kind of pushed out the door, and I flew off on a tangent because of what had happened to Lockie because I thought the full situation was just shite. Mm. Um, he's a top see, guy, see, Lockie, see, on, see on the hearts right? obviously I'm going to just ask a question to you I, I left before just before the cup final and stuff do you think there was too much influence from individuals at the club that shouldn't have an influence aye one million percent I think at the time I think as you get older as well and you'd been through the experience where I'd came back so I had left came back and I loved playing for hearts it was like a drug for me honestly mm-hmm. it was like you know what I would just sometimes you click with a, with a club, but oh, I yeah. just I just loved it. Like, you I would get it. I would honestly go back tomorrow and play for free for them. Mm. Like no questions asked. Like if I could, I would. Uh, I just I loved everything about it, and I understood the situation that Lockie was in. As you get older, you understand the pressure that managers are under. And see, be fair to Lockie. Lockie is an amazing guy and a good good part of mine. And I'm not just saying that because he is a good part of mine. It fucking ruined him. Mm. The full situation that he'd done, started off in minus 15, he had kids, he had me, Hamill, Danny Wilson, Jamie McDonald. Other than that, that was that was all the experience he had. And if it wasn't for the minus 15 points, we'd have finished seventh uh-huh. in the league. Incredible, isn't it? Like, an unbelievable, on your first job under these circumstances, with your, <laughs> your hands and your legs tied behind your back. Uh-huh. And uh, 
we were driving up to training and I'd obviously got a phone call saying he'd been given the sack and that Robbie and Craig Levine were going in and my head just flew, my head just flew. So did you have a problem with Robbie and Craig Levine? Uh, I just thought it was underhanded, I, mm. I thought I thought the full thing was, um, I, I get I get why the decision was made and I've got nothing against Robbie, like I, I spoke to Robbie, I've not spoke to Robbie for a while but I, I liked Robbie at the time, Robbie was in as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought under the circumstances the way Gary was sort of treated at that time, I just thought it was poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went in and obviously seen, just I think just the way the full situation was dealt with, we were all sitting in a room like this and then we were called into our room. You no, know, like when you were a young kid and it was like, you were called in, so like, Cy, Craig and Robbie want to see, you know? Yeah. And then coming in and Jamie McDonald's coming back and he's like, I've been let go. And That's you're just like... And you're all sitting in that room and he's coming in and tell you... Uh, aye, so you're basically sitting in a line. That's horrible. And then it? it's like the next guy goes in... And, and he I'm comes in and saying, I'm, I'm kept. Aye, and, and the next guy nice. comes in and saying, I've been kept. So Danny Wilson comes in and Danny's like, aye, they're keeping me on. And you're just like, that's just... You're sitting there, as I said, like, it's like someone when you're 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had went in and obviously seen them and... I, I just came back at the meeting and I just thought, I can't believe this. Like, And Lockie's obviously went on and done what he's done, but I think... Even going to Kilmarnock and things like that, I think that full situation killed Lockie. Mm. Lockie's a manager and as a coach is absolutely brilliant. Is he good at him? I can imagine ah, him being good. I, I just think that there was people, out, that people out to get Lockie. Aye. The effect that, that had on him. Mm-hmm. For somebody that was so passionate to for the club, I feel like, because I remember phoning Lockie when when he got the job and I said, look, Lockie, I'm, I'm back fit now. Like after, that's before like I signed the Rangers and went on all the trials. I says, only chance I could come and just train my heart. Fucking right, you can't. This is cop here. This isn't training. This is, we'll see what happens. Mm. And I was thinking, fucking hell, maybe I'll return to hearts after being injured all that time. And just as that day as I was about to go up to hearts to start training pre season with them again, just no yeah, intentions are signing. I was, just, I was obviously going the intentions, thinking if I can fucking lock and yeah. sign me. And he phoned me and he says, Kevin, um, because we're in administration, um, Anne Budge just said that you can't come in. I was like, all right, okay, that's fine. Just stay with something with legislation or something. Uh, last one on managers, big Yogi, brilliant, isn't he? Unbelievable. Man. He was talking about um, him earlier. Unbelievable. I think, uh, again, I, I, a major regret was that I never had him when I was like 21, 22. Yeah. Uh, I, get, I was obviously 30, 30 the one at the time when I retired for Wraith Rovers and I only worked with him for like 12, 16 weeks. But just, what, one, what a guy. And two, just so much enthusiasm for football, mate. Unbelievable, mate. Like, like absolutely so unbelievable. He loves football. Aye, and I agree with you. Everything that Yogi is saying and doing and coaching right. is the way I want to play. Aye, it's right, mate. It's and, right. and it's a shame that guys like him who have got such a passion for it, and he comes across well when he speaks, and he's got all the greatest intentions in the world, and yet. Fitbar's basically just written him off because he's had a couple of one, but I think it was one bad one job bad move, wasn't move, it? Aye. He's, he's misunderstood up here. <laughs> he came, he came in and we done a game the first day. He came in, and he was like, "We're going to play a twenty-minute game each way." And we're about five minutes in, and he was like, "Stop! Why the fuck are you all just running about like dicks?" He's like, "Some of you just need to stand still." And then he was just coaching. And he was like, "For me, obviously, one, I'm not the fastest anyway, so it's right up my street." <laughs> I was playing in the hole at the time, so he's like, "Just you stand here and." I'm then trying because at the end of the day I was a, I was a midfielder yeah, and I kind of got flung up front when he got injured I and he it was kind of like just like you need to go and play up front so now everybody just thinks I'm a striker uh-huh. when I was actually I was a midfielder yeah. when I first came in I played I played behind him mm. uh-huh. um, so for me to teach me how to play up front and in the hole not he was it was unbelievable mate I used to go home a pure education at that age I, uh-huh. and I hated football at that stage uh-huh. like I, all I wanted to do was quit mm. but 
the the actual way he put on sessions and that was was just we played Hibs one of the first games of the over we played Hibs and he came through and the, the team the the starting eleven was was wrote out so he wrote all the, the names out and he flipped the chart over and then there was just this big cock he had drew. Oh mate, I've seen board. him doing that. He says, so you run here I, and then you go and then it turns he, into a cock. I, there was just a, there was just a big cock and he went. We're just going to fuck them right in the ass, <laughs> and I was all the boys are just sitting there. Ah, like, oh, Yogi's the man. Unbelievable. By the way, he just left it. That he was like, "Get ready," and all the boys are like, and I'm just sitting there. See, because again, like the jet and all that, I'm like, "This is fucking brilliant, brilliant man. Yeah, this yeah. is absolutely amazing." Like, see, in the day, it's eleven guys v eleven guys, right? I Hibs were flying at the time. Yeah, I mean, I think we drew one each one, but you're you're literally going out and you're like buzzing for it. Oh, fuck, yeah. I fucking love this. Footballers get bored get with knowledge, don't they? You get what? Footballers get bored with knowledge, too much information. Ah, yeah, of course you can. Of course. You, you get, you get, you Some get, might just right, talk oh, too right, much, okay. eh? You know, when you go and do the fucking, the Friday afternoon, um, and they've got the fucking booklet of that, or tactics, place, set piece, and you're going through them all one by one, you're like... Every meeting, oh, 10 minutes max. You know what it's like? Normal. Players are just sitting there going, ah, oh, yeah. just how I got, but... Falling asleep, man. Right, 10 minutes max, and, then, and that's what Yogi was like. Aye. He was just, I was, what a guy. See, because you have quite big characters. See, when you went down to the lower leagues, you used to get quite a bit of stick-off fans I, and stuff. No, I, 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 I have not since I came back. I did I did at the time when I was retiring. Right. And obviously my head was gone, so... MD, I could, I could be in a stadium and... Pick one person out of There could be a hundred people and 99 are saying you're amazing. One guy would say I'm shite. And, and I would I would just go home and it would just be playing over my head. Obviously when I went to junior, the absolute abuse. You got to juniors, I, did you? I mean, I went amateur. Wow. I went I went and played I gave it up for a year and a half. I never looked at one game when I when I retired. Never looked at anything. Didn't they watch a game on a Saturday, didn't they watch a game on a Sunday? Well, I just thought I love the football like? I just that hated, old one. I mean I hated life. I hated life. I was going through. What was it doing? Was it doing a football through or other things as well? Uh, I went through. I was going through a divorce. Had a knee operation when I was at Thistle. Tried to come back for pre-season. Couldn't get close to people at the time. Um, probably hadn't trained as as well as what I should have uh, because of stuff after the park. And it was like my, my full worlds collided. So I knew that I was coming to the end of my my career at thirty one. I was like then looking thinking, what am I going to do? I was going through a divorce. I'd been with my ex missus fifteen years. So it was like my two, your two solid things in, in your world, world had just collided at the same time. That's what I'm saying. I had a massive chip on my shoulder. I'd, I'd, I let, I, I wasn't, a, I wasn't bad at Thistle, but I could have done better. I went to air. And the only reason I went to air, and to be fair, Ian McCall, he was good. And mm. He was a good manager and that. But I was just picking holes in anything. Uh, anything that I could because I had a chip on my shoulder. And I, I remember thought, playing against you and you didn't seem like you were nah, even interested. I was, interested I was in fucked, mate. Uh, I was, and the thing was, I'd look, I look back on it now and that was that was the reason and I feel ashamed for it because I've let people down. I went to air because I love air, I support air. Mm. And it was just a pile of shit. Like I went there and I, was, I ended up on the bench for air and I'm like, that's why I retired because I when I went to AL, I felt like he did did you get a bit of stick for fans in that case? Ah, in the yeah. leagues definitely uh-huh. ah, I got it more when I was, see when I was, yeah, amateur, see when I was amateur on junior see the players oh wow man you fat bastard you think you're <laughs> big fat bastard you're big time even though you are a wee bit heavier <laughs> than you normally are you're still no you had no chance ah, you fucking Mate, I'm, I'm putting against centre halves like amateur on junior they're about 14, 15 stone and they're like you're a fat and they've got big beer bellies and you're a fat bastard and I'm just like I <laughs> like cool we, mate, we played East Stirling a friendly about two months ago right and I'd been suspended for like eight games so it was my first game just before I was playing on a Saturday and boy, we boy faced I was like you fucking slaughter everyone in your problem you're fucking shy 
<laughs> you know what you I mean? <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what you just said. But I think, now, see, now that obviously I've, I've came through what I've came through. Uh, like, you were playing Montrose, I'd there and I'm arguing with one of the boys, like, you're a big time bastard. And you're, again, you're just like, ah, right, cool, fine, that's not a hassle. But at one stage, it honestly ruined me. It, oh, uh, mate, it was, I was absolutely <laughs> gone with it. But listen, it's all about, at the end of the day, it's a bit of banner, isn't it? Uh, I, need, I need to ask you about one guy, because that's not even on the questions, but I just remember that you're probably on. Dean Keenan, have you heard of Dean Keenan? Mate, he is the maddest guy in football. Dino, I, I played with Dino at Do remember, remember Alex Williams? A uh, big striker, played he, with played with, he played with Martin and everything. Aye, aye, aye. Him and Dino came to here and uh, they were the, my change room at here. We still all meet up every every year or every two years, we try and meet up. Well, and obviously, I, I played him at Troon. Right. He's new coach at Troon. I had seen that. Huh? Um, but mate, what a guy, man. Like, you would just come in sometimes for training and he would just be sitting in the bath, bollock naked. Like, with bubbles in his head and everything, he's just sitting there and then... I, see, when I threw my milk down, but all the guys you would think you, you would expect it to, to touch you, uh, like, to make contact with you, oh, know yeah, He yeah. was one of the first ones to do yeah, superb. And he was one of the first... And every time that I was thinking about getting back to football, he's like, come on back to Trun, come back to Trun. And by the way, he's now coaching at Trun. And again, when he got the coaching job at Trun, I was thinking, not too sure, because sure. you've got to make that transition yeah. from being a screwball an, to abs- a, an absolute screwball at all screwballs <laughs> to being a coach and demanding respect. I see sessions that I put on. What, brilliant. Unbelievable, man. Well, uh-huh. Unbelievable. Ah, good. When he was at Morton, Jimmy Mack was your, who's your manager now. He used to give the boys heart rate monitors and make them do four fours. So Dino would grab one of the young lads and put his heart rate monitor on one of the young lads as well. So the young boy would have two heart rate and Dino would just sit on the bench while the young boy done the four. Because he could go anywhere. Like, ah, it was a big right, play. Aye. They could go anywhere and Dino would just sit in a bush while the young boy done his four fours for him. Mate, unbelievable, <laughs> He used to man. piss in the soup every day at Morton. Aye, mate, unbelievable. All the boys are eating the soup. We, uh, we, we, played, um, <laughs> we played a team away. I was at here. We played a team uh, like Bona Rangers or something like that. I was away up uh-huh. uh, in the Scottish Cup. We beat them. We're coming back down the road. So the gaffers... The gaffer's not on the bus for some reason. He's not, he was in the motor in front of us, but the chairman's like, that he's like, there's 400 quid, go and get cargo for the way down the road. Right. So I went in and stopped at like Tesco's, I bought all this cargo and the gaffer's like, look, he's got a game on the Wednesday, do not be bevying. So I've not told him, we've all got on this bus and uh, we've got the Crowwood, because that's obviously where we usually meet. Uh-huh. And we're coming back down, so we've all got bevied on the way back down. Dino's still sitting in the same slips for the game. <laughs> and I mean, it was like the middle of November, so he's <laughs> absolutely mocking, not a shower or anything. <laughs> And we get into the Crowwood, and uh, there's a wedding on in the Crowwood. <laughs> and Dino just walked in, and we're standing at this bar. So me and, me and the boy, Mark, me, Mark Roberts at the time, ordered a pint and that, and then we'll get down the road, get back on the bus, the bus is stopped for half an hour. You turn around, and there's Dino just standing in the slips. And there's like the bride and groom standing at the bar and that, and there's Dino just standing in a set of slips, covered in muck. He's like, the barman, can I, uh, a pint, mate? And it's a lassie. And he's like, I'm a girl. And he's like, I need a big man, can I get a pint? <laughs> All <laughs> the boys are like, what's going on here? So the managers obviously heard about it, and the managers coming into the Crowwood. So Dino's ran out, and there's like a big, big like, kind of patio bit with bushes, not, and he's jumped in the bushes, and the gaffer's walking about, and he's like, Brian. <laughs> the gaffer's like, who's shooting? Who's that? Dino, is that you? And he's like, Brian. <laughs> and he's just standing like Dino. Oh, just, every single day was just something, something he's a different. Hero. Uh, right, just lastly, mate. Plans after fit? You going to do coaching uh, after the fit mo? I don't know, mate. I'm going, to, I'm going to try and play as long as I can. What age are you now? 35. Oh. And then... Um, oh, six months, yep. 
that's coronavirus has killed me. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that's six months after my career. That's uh, done Dunny Hoffer season. But nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously busy outside football now. And um, again, looking into going and getting your badges and all that, it's like five grand to go and do a badge where you're sitting there. It's all these PowerPoints. And I wouldn't do it unless you got offered a job. There's no point. I wouldn't spend that amount so of money. So, do you get offered the job and like, the club are going to put you through your badges? Aye, I think at that time you would then say, right, you've got to obviously do yeah. your badges, so I'm maybe looking at them. But again, looking paying back that money for maybe not getting a job after it. That's what I mean. And even, so, such little even, jobs going about. Even it. up here, even if you did, you could be three months, four months in a job and you get a bullet. Mm-hmm. And then There's no huge salaries in Scottish football no. for like, coaching badges. So, if you get the cab, you've got to go and do your A and your B, your best part of maybe seven grand, eight grand. Mm. You might only end up with a job that pays you 15, 20 grand a year. Mm. Like, uh, it's it's difficult. Like you said, do you spend 1,500 quid on a B licence or do you go and spend 1,500 quid on something that might get you a job? Exactly. May or yeah. guaranteed. And the thing is, if you, if a club then can approach me and said, look, we'd, we'd want you to maybe do coaching or I would I would, I would would like to, or might be a manager or something like that, then I would say, I, and then I would maybe look at it. Yeah. Um, but again, all this PowerPoint stuff and all that and everything, like, I don't know if it's for me. I would need to. I would. I think I would lose my head. Trying to. I was speaking to Mark. I was with Mark Roberts all day there, and he's obviously was manager at Queens Park, and. Hasn't it? Uh, he was just speaking about. Uh, he's your best mate. I mean, you two actually hate each other. <laughs> you? That's right. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate him. I just. He just, passes on his best wishes. I'm sure he does. You know what? Take that back to him. Brilliant, <laughs> 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 Steve. Pleasure, mate. You're brilliant, man. Thanks very much. Okay, thanks. I know. Anytime.